0: Support for this video is brought to you by Manscaped. Join over 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free world Wide shipping with the code LJTV at manscaped.com. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to Lead Judges
1: TV. I'm your host, Dan Potts. I'm with Lead Judges. I'm with Jess. I'm with Sophie. And I'm with Lucy. Because we thought we'd bring you something special tonight. Um, We wanted to kind of welcome our ladies from Ladies Night In uh, to talk about Arsenal's... We'll talk about the Arsenal at the moment and what's happening with uh, some of the... um, Arsenal critiques on social media, uh, but also some of the Arteta-ins on social media because it has kind of gone up and down. Uh, Since Thursday night, Thursday night seems to me to just be one result, uh, but it has had a lot of drama that it's caused over the last few days, not helped by some of the results that's uh, occurred today. It's been a very strange few days uh, for Arsenal fans, and I think that there's been some ups and some downs. If I'm honest with you, I believe personally that, and everyone knows my opinion, that that's what you're going to get. For majority of this season with a young coach and a young manager. I think the two creates the perfect storm and I think on Thursday night we saw a lot of naivety from not just the managerial side of things but also on the pitch as well. So let's not go too much into Thursday night. It was days ago, we've all had our say on it. Everybody's aware of what went wrong. I think it was pretty obvious on the pitch. But what I'd like to do is look forward. I'd like to look forward to Monday night as in tomorrow, because it's a massive game as far as I'm concerned. Now that everybody around us has picked up points, it makes it even more crucial for me to take three points tomorrow night against Everton which are a team that let's be honest are probably out of form to say the least they've got problems at the board level they've got problems with ownership level the fans they're apparently planning a 27th minute walkout from what I'm told from Everton fans because they're that annoyed with the goings on at Everton Football Club we'll be very interesting to see how that goes as for the manager Rafa Benitez is somebody that I would have had at Arsenal I think the managerial achievement speaks for itself I think what he's done is his career is fantastic But we. we. We have got Mikel Arteta who some are saying is doing a great job, some are saying not such a great job and we want to go into that a little bit more tonight and that's why we've titled this podcast The Arteta Roundabout because it seems that we win one game and he's a genius, we lose a game and he's not such a genius. So where do we all stand with it? We're all in different opinions and we've brought some guests on today to discuss it. I'm going to start, normally start with myself and Lee, but I'm going to go backwards this time. I'm going to start with Sophie and then go around and ask how things <laughs> are for yourself. Sophie, let's start with you. I want to go into, not, not Thursday night, we've done enough of that. I want to talk about moving forward with this team, with the ownership that aren't going to leave, with the manager who doesn't look like he's going to get sacked, with January only around the corner. How are you feeling as an Arsenal fan right now? Are you positive about things and where we are in the league? Or are you a little bit disappointed with what you've seen so far, 14 games in?
2: It's a little bit of both. Uh, I would say before the Manchester United game, I was optimistic and I was starting to jump on the train a little bit. You know, as you know, I've not been a huge Arteta fan, but what I've tried to do this season is give him the benefit of the doubt and time based on the fact that he finally has his team. So for me, there's no excuses anymore. There's nowhere for him to hide and there's nowhere for this team to hide. The problem I have is that it's not so much us, it's what's happening around us. I just want to go to bed today. The results in the football and sports today has just left me feeling blue because when I see... Like Manchester United aren't great, but they have Ralph Rangnick and you know that he's going to improve them because... He looks at the game differently as a tactician. He's worked across a lot of um, sports teams. Uh, he has a, a tree of influencers, uh, from Tuchel to Klopp and many others that his philosophy, a little bit like the total football of Barcelona, has influenced, the heavy metal football. So you can already see in two games, even under Michael Carrick, with a change, they've improved, right? Antonio Conte. Tottenham. Now, you could say that maybe fixtures have been kind to Tottenham since Antonio Conte has taken over. But when you lose to, like, a, no, a non-entity team in the Euro- Euro- European Conference or whatever that bullshit tournament is called, and you, and, and you can see already he's having an impact, he's doing bits, and tactically you know that he's going to improve them. And this is only after two or three games. I'll even go as far as to say Aston Villa, they're clipping at our heels now. Three wins in four for Steven Gerrard. He beats his old boss, Brendan Rodgers, and kind of humiliates him today. But yet also Leicester is still there or thereabouts. So I, I'm i not expecting much from Mikel Arteta. What I'm worried about is what everyone around us is going to be doing and how they're going to be improving. And that, for me, is my biggest, my biggest concern this weekend. We could have had daylight if we'd have beaten Manchester United. We could have had... We've been in a situation going into Everton where we could afford a draw, but now we're going into that Everton game when we need a win. And for me, the biggest thing, the Achilles heel, since Arteta's taken over, two years in December, what is our uh, um, creativity and what is our striker position like? Who's scoring goals? Uh, Abamiang won the Golden Boot in his first season. He almost won it in his second season. He's a shadow of the player. I know he's been garbage but at the same time, are we setting him up to fail? Are we playing to his strengths? We gave him the contract to build a team around him. And now he's he's becoming a bit of a scapegoat too. And I've been really hard on him. So there's a lot to digest. But Dan, I have to say that it's starting to feel, and I'm not being melodramatic here, like you don't get a win against Everton. You've got West Ham coming up. You've got Leeds. I mean, talk about get a point from them, how important that was at the end of the game with um, Bamford coming back. So... I think we're going to know a lot more at the end of December in terms of Arteta and this team because we do have winnable fixtures in December. But don't, don't anyone be under any illusion that tomorrow night's game isn't huge because it is.
1: 100% it's uh, absolutely huge. Luce, I'll come to you. Where do you stand on the Arteta scenario and what's happening at Arsenal this season? Because a lot of people are very much either on the fence or definitely have made their mind up now about what they like or dislike about this manager.
3: Um, the thing is, with Arsenal supporters, we've always been very zero or a hundred. Um, it very much is dependent game to game, and just giving Arteta the benefit of the doubt. Obviously, the progress has been slow and showing results against Liverpool and Man United. It it does. It's it's a it's hard to take because these are always the results that are gonna sort of be your um, sort of way to prove yourself in in any case. But I feel like. We need to just take it as each game comes because um, giving him the benefit of the doubt saying, obviously the back four, this is the strongest back four we've had in years. I was saying that the other day for, we've got to be remembering in the fact that we can get quite snobby as supporters. We we've just got rid of Mustafi and Bayerin, two players that we've been crying to get rid of for years and brought in Tommy Asu and Ben White. And now we've got the strongest back four, like I said, that we've had for a very, very long time. And, um, I don't know if it's just down to pure luck that some of the decisions that Arteta has made regarding our defence have have worked, whether they were the more convenient options, um, the easier to negotiate options, but they have worked. So we have to give that to him as a manager. Whatever he's doing at the back is working. It's just our midfield and our front line are not either doing the jobs that they've been set out to do or they're not capable as players to do the job that he's asking them to do. Um, but that's just sort of plain devil's advocate. I think it's again very dependent on what happens against Everton and West Ham. Obviously, West Ham's form at the minute is is on top. Um, but I completely agree with what Sophie said as regards to progress. Like ag- uh, against managers like Nuno and Sosha, we are a toxic side. But now, obviously, the situation with Conte, like the situation with Ragnick, like we're now looking at seventh or eighth. In my opinion, it's it's like you've got to look at how fast other teams are progressing versus how slow we've been, how we've been left behind, and and it's just going to continue to get worse. Like like you said, Villa's caught up to us, Leicester's caught up to us, like West Ham. Whoever thought that West Ham would be doing as well as they're doing, and they're yeah. they're heading to Champions League qualification, like it's a shock to everyone. But it just goes to show how fast football moves now. Yeah, I think
1: you bring up great points there, Luz. Just wanna bring up a super chat from Rafi who says he's a big admirer of the channel and what a lovely panel. Big up from Tel Aviv. Much appreciated, Rafi. Um, Jess, I want to come to you on the points that Luce raised at the end there because I think what you said was spot on on a WhatsApp message earlier. I actually put word for word pretty much the same thing to Lee Judges earlier as he was taking a long drive back from Manchester because he's been up there for a few days, bless him. And um, it was spot on with what you're saying because although we're close to fourth and everybody is kind of saying what's to worry about, like we're only a couple of points off fourth, everything's great. Actually, we're only a couple of points off tenth now as well. Aston Villa have got, I think they're four points behind us now. So it's not looking too great at behind us as well as in front of us for some of these teams. I think the front three, is fair to say, are going to fly ahead. But you made a great point in terms of the managers that these other teams have got. So you look at Thomas Tuchel, you look at Antonio Conte, Pep and Klopp are obvious choices, David Moyes and now Ralf Rangnick. Brendan Rodgers can probably be put in that bracket as well. And I think, you know, Steven Gerrard has done well at Rangers looking to do something cat. Aston Villa, Graham Potter at Brighton isn't too far behind Arsenal now and I think Bruno Lage uh, at, at, um, at at Wolves has done really well and let's be honest he, he was I didn't expect him to be great at all. So I look at that now and I think that was another experienced um, head over at Benfica before he come to Wolves. We've got Mikel Arteta who is obviously not got the experience of some of those. And you can see now why people have been starting to question the regime and perhaps we haven't got the right guy in charge I feel personally like Chelsea went down that route with Frank Lampard realised he didn't work quickly and got the right guy in Manchester United have decided to stay on much much longer with Oli but have now decided enough's enough we need to get somebody in with experience like Rangnick. where do you stand on the, on, on the manager situation Jess
4: yeah I mean I think I would call myself like critically patient like I'm I'm critical, but I'm I'm pretty patient as well. I think it's it's okay to be critical, you know, sometimes and when they brought in Arteta, I felt the PR was very clear that he doesn't have experience, but he's somehow this generational young manager that works with young players and can turn them into superstars and, you know, that that's what that's what I felt like we were sold. So, in the beginning, it was difficult to see where, how much of um, his inexperience was hurting us. And then how much of it was the fact that the players weren't that good, you know? Cause I personally did not rate the players. I didn't, not Mustafi, Socrates, none of them. Didn't think they were any good. So I was willing to wait a little bit longer to see, you know, what he could do with his group of players, you know? And I feel like at this point, when you look at it, it's very difficult to see where the where the improvements are. You know, I think that there's a lot of soft factor improvements that we see, that we like the players more, that the players are younger. We can kind of see the structure that they're trying to put together. But that's very soft factor. When we talk about what we've seen on the pitch, it's a lot less clear how much we've actually improved. But when you look at other teams that have brought on new managers, you see an instant improvement on the pitch, which is the most important thing. So I think it's more difficult for people that have been really patient at this point to really say that we've improved in the parts of the game that really matter. And I do believe that, you know, now that the soft factor stuff is kind of, you know, there's a better feeling around the place. We feel like we're going in the right direction, la la la. Now that that is taken care of for the most part, it's now time to see those results on the pitch. And I feel like that's where Arteta is losing us a little bit is because yeah, we get it, it's a nicer place to be, but are we going to win games? And the culture of Arsenal is, is winning, in, in my opinion. That's what it's always been to me. So it might be a nice place, but we're not winning games. So now I'm looking for this result. So when I see on, on Twitter that people are saying that the Everton game is just like every other game and it's not a big match, and if we don't win it, it's, it's not the end of the world. I, I ask, like, have you looked at the table? You know, if we don't win this game, not only are we falling away from the top six, but the, the people the, the next teams that we thought that we were so much better than a couple weeks ago were kind of right behind us. You know, so it's, it's a difficult one, but this whole season is for me, built around whether or not Arteta actually is this generational manager. I expect him to be able to take this group of young players and make good decisions and get us up the table. He needs to coach us into the top six. We never have any expectations of what Arteta is supposed to be doing, coaching-wise. We really underrate coaching. You know, it's, there's a big reason why United, as good as they are and as many good players as they have, they've been massively underachieving. That's coaching. You know, so we need to look at what we're getting from a coaching standpoint and ask ourselves: Do we really believe that these players are bad and they're just making all these mistakes? Thomas Partey is not a good player. is not a good player. Bombing's not a good player. None of them are good, or Are we lacking a little bit of coaching and can Arteta fix it quick? You know, because as long as we might want to be patient, we can't wait four or five years to see if he's going to become this generational manager. And personally, I feel like if he was that, we'd see signs of it now. You know, young, good managers that starts quick, you know, so it's do or die time for me, you know, but that's that's just where I am. But I'm critically patient. And this is the season where I need to see if he can coach us up. I'm not seeing it just yet, but I feel like at the end of the season, based on what I've seen, we're close, We're going to be closer to mid-table than that top six, and it's going to be – it's a rough road. You know, I think people need to look at that table and get real. We're not a top four team. We're somewhere mid-table right now, you know?
1: Yeah, and um, I think it's an interesting point, Jess, what you've said there. I think that we are at the moment playing like that, but actually I believe personally that we should be a lot better. And, you know, this guy's been given a lot of transfer windows and a lot of backing, in my opinion, financially. And I'll come to you on it, Lee, because I know that me and you have had some to in and fro in about where we are with Aston. We've been as frustrated as each other and as passionate as each other about the wins, but also as annoyed with the losses. I want to ask you, Lee, like, this project, Cronky. I mean, Silent Stan has been as silent as ever. It's Josh Cronky's project, let's be honest. Josh Cronky has looked to work with Edu and Vinay, with the board, to get in a young coach and a young style of play um, uh, in terms of players and coaching and and, uh, playing staff. What do you think are the risks in that is my first question. And are you seeing some of the risks coming out to play, so to speak, with this long-term
0: project? I don't care about Cronkies at this moment in time. They've done their job. They've done their job in January. They give the money to the manager. They've done their job, 150 million more than anybody else. So I don't know why people want to go on about the Cronkies all the time. Go to the facts of what you're seeing. Stop blaming other people. I love it that the people, the the Arteta people in at the moment are quickly onto our Get in there, stick it on him. You know, a, a player that's won us the FA Cup and done us this and scored goals and all that lot. Like, rather stick it onto him than, than than the source of what it is. And this is what I'm saying. Now. I'm going to say a few things about it. I'm fed up. I'm fed up with Arsenal fans telling me how I can support my team and how I can't support my team. I support my team how I like. right? And if it's a flip-flop, if it's one thing or the other, I don't care. I'm supporting it as I see it. And as I see it, at this moment in time, I'm seeing us win a few games, lose a few games, and then draw a few games, and everybody's saying it's all right. Bumps on the road, I keep hearing. We're going to get bumps on the road. Well, I suggest you start resurfing this road because there's more bumps down it than I, I, I care to want to go down. You know what I mean? If I'll be honest, like, right? you know, Manchester United were there for the up for grabs to take points off. Managerless. Let's get this right. Managerless. Ain't one, lost to Watford and things like that. We go up there. I, I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'll take a point. I'll take a point. After 20 minutes, I'm saying, right, let's be certain. We ain't got to take a point for this. We've got be taking all three. We end up losing the game. Who's that down to? Now, I'm going to say this now. People keep telling me, right, the team has improved. Right? And it has improved because you know why it's improved? Because Tommy Asu is a better right back than Bellerin. Ben White is a better right, a central defender than Mustafi. So it's, that is, is in itself. It's going to improve. Then what? Which are the, isn't the players improve that by bringing in players. We've improved that. Then all of a sudden we've improved on that, and the and the forward line has gone gone all pear shape. Whose fault is it? Now I, I just come out of a great point. Critical and patient. I'm critical and I am patient, but I'm patience is running thin. I said all along that I, these three games will be where I judge it from. Not not the first three games. I'll let him go. i have give him a, a, a free pass on those three, which I've been slagged off for along the way. Then we go on to the Liverpool game. I did say what I said about that. These three games. Newcastle, difficult game because of where it was and all that. Done the job. 2-0. Manchester United fouled. Everton is his now game. If he fouls that game and we lose that game, or we draw that game, Where we are in the league is where we stay. Seventh. £150 million spent in the summer and we go up one place. After six months. I'm also going to say this. David Moyes took over at West Ham one week after. Mikel Arteta. People keep telling me West Ham are in for a chance now of, 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 um, of, of the top four, and rightly so. Not spent as much money as Arsenal. Were they in such a terrible state like Arsenal? This is another thing that gets on me. Arsenal were in this terrible, terrible, terrible state. <laughs> were well, West Ham not in the same sort of position as us? And all of a sudden now they're, they're, they're a top four side? Crystal Palace lost 15 players at the beginning of the season. Is that not a state? All of a sudden, I see something on them. But, oh, no, let's, let's give it give it more time. Let's give it more. Give it more. Excuse after excuse after excuse. I'm not having no more excuses. I can tell you that now. Am I looking forward to Monday night? No, I'm not. Do you know why I'm not looking forward to Monday night? Because I Because I don't know what I'm going to get. I don't know what I'm going to get. I look forward to Thursday, thinking that we can do it. And I've been hurt. Uh, people then turn around at me and say, oh, look, the you support Liverpool? Do you know what? I'm glad I went to Liverpool thinking that we're going to lose. Because you know what? It didn't ruin my next three days like it has this time because I expected to win this game or expected us not to lose. The expectation kills you. All right? And I, what I expect from Arsenal now, I don't know what to expect. But to tell you what I do get, though, every single game we lose is excuses Every time we win, I get all the people coming up there. oh, let's trust the process and all that. And I said another thing, you know, what I mean, when we when 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 Arsenal win a game, right? All the Arteta in come and tell you that's how you support the team. When you lose the game, all the Arteta out ones come and tell you how to support the team as well. You know, what I mean, like you know, like what, what you you got this? You look at your own thing. There's two agendas going on at this football club all the time, and it's doing my head in. Support the team, to, to, you know what I mean? But at the end of the day, don't be afraid to say that what's right and what's wrong. You know what I mean? Like, ah, oh, the Arsenal, the Arsenal, you know what I mean? Every, you've got people expecting us, expecting us to go to Liverpool and win. You've got people then turning around and when when Liverpool get beaten by, or Chelsea get beaten by, oh, look, look, they've gone and look, look at that. West Ham have beaten Liverpool. They've beaten them at home. Difference when you go away from home. Get your expectations right and get it how it is. Now, I'm telling you this now. Our Arsenal, and when everybody keeps saying to me, a mid-table team, we've got better players than West Ham. I'll tell you that now. That's no dish. I'm not slagging West Ham off here, right? But we have got better players than West Ham. So why does everybody keep coming into me? West Ham can get top four. With Europe... By the way, another thing that was said that would help us out, like, you know, because we'll have more time on the training ground to coach these players, you know what I mean? Since the day of the first game of the season to now, I've seen no improvement from our forward line. Not one, but we train every every three days because we've not got Europe, right? I see West Ham improving, improving, improving. And the next thing, before I finish this rant, because it's getting, getting me down there, like, Inexperienced manager, as you just said, Dan. He's had two years in the job. I'm not giving him that pass no more of inexperience. He has two years in the job and he should be getting it right. We've got a Bamiang that looks like Bambi, not like a Bamiang. He, you know what I mean, bloody awful the other day. You know what I mean, absolutely awful. I didn't say, you know, we're going to games with 10 men. So whose fault is it that we're playing the man every single time and playing with 10 men? Now, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying that if he loses to Everton, we're a mid-table team again two years down. Listen, if he wins that game, get behind him and make sure that we, we try and do it because we've got to win now on, on Monday night. It's no draw in the game or whatever because if, even a draw puts us in seventh or eighth. By the way, and another little thing when you say about managers, Conte come to Tottenham, we was five points in front of them. We are now two points behind with the same game.
1: Unbelievable. Spurs Um,
2: have one game in hand. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I was just going to say. I was just going to say they've game called off, didn't they? Yeah, Um, I was just going to say
4: Lee
3: as well. Just to touch on your point, which I wholeheartedly agree. By the way, this whole if you don't support Arteta, then you're not supporting Arsenal, right? Or if you criticise anything for uh, anything, any player, then oh, you're not getting behind the team. You're toxic. Well then, you better start paying for my season ticket, to be honest. Because what? If I didn't love the club, I wouldn't want us to do well. So for me to sit here and say, "Oh, I want to win games," if that's toxic, then I'm toxic. I'm not. I'm not trying to go to a game every week, week out, sit in the freezing cold, singing "I love Arsenal." If, if you hate Tottenham and then watch us lose three 0 or or watch us get battered at Liverpool, that's mm. not. What I'm. Try- that's not love for the club. What Was it your comment in the chat the other day, Dan, which had my dad and me in absolute fits of laughter? Some of these people want Arteta to have more windows than, than Microsoft. That that had me dying because it's so true. If you continue with this, trust the process, I'll give him time. How much more time do you want this man to have to turn it around? Because like you said, you've got West Ham one week prior. They were in the same situation as us. So time is no longer an excuse don't want to hear it anymore. Completely but agree.
4: But that's the thing. It's when you look at other teams that have changed their managers, do you think they're having conversation amongst fans whether or not they've improved or not? We have conversations all the time, dissecting all types of statistics, going through everything, watching these games, and trying to figure out There's we should definitively know whether we've improved or not. You can ask a West Ham fan right now and say, have you improved under Moyes? They would say yes. You know? Like, I would even but, say
2: uh, just I would even say Villa fans can answer that I would even say even though Norwich lost to Tottenham today, I think that they can see maybe there's some hope. With yeah, Smith. I mean,
4: we yeah. have we don't have any definitive answers because it's all soft factor stuff. It's feel good. You know, we don't have the Ozil's and all of them still here. So it feels better around the place. But quite frankly, what you pay for, for with your coach, that's why they get paid is to get the results on the pitch. You know, all that soft-factor stuff right now doesn't matter anymore because if we're not winning, soft-factor doesn't mean anything. We're just a nice club that doesn't win games, and nobody wants that. And also, you've
2: got to look at, like, the Manchester United game. This is an argument Kevin and I have all the time. Is it the manager or the players? It's both. They're all responsible. They're all culpable, correct? But there are certain games where a manager makes decisions that have an impact on the game. If we're going to laud him for making a substitution that result results in a goal or a good result, then we should be able to criticise him for when he makes bad decisions. That Manchester United game was there to be done and killed off in the first half, and it didn't happen. Why do the players retreat when we go a, a one 0 up? Why is it against Manchester United we showed them so much respect, mm-hmm. and we showed this Manchester United we didn't show. Ma- we showed Manchester United Football Club the respect. Not, not that we didn't play the team. Dan said it the other day. We played the badge, right? Leicester, we showed no mercy against Leicester. We showed no mercy against Tottenham. Why then go to Old Trafford when you know the game's there for the taking and then play the way that we did? I think those are the bits and bobs that really annoy some fans about Arteta and the way he manages and how he manages the game and his substitutions as well. Oh. It's very important. Like like Jess said earlier, coaching is important. It has a massive effect. Otherwise, why would be lauding all these coaches? You've got to ask yourself. The, the Europa League two legs against Unaya, he lost us that. He His decisions and him putting square pegs in round holes lost us that. And for the first time in, what, 20 years, we weren't in Europe. He's got to make up for that this season because without European football, we're not attracting any top tier player, period.
1: And I think you're right, Soph, in terms of European stuff as well. But I think that that night should have been Mikel Arteta's last as Arsenal manager, in my opinion. I stand by it. I've not seen anything to suggest that there is any justification for keeping someone who loses to the guy you sacked. Right, So where I look at it now is where can we see progress? And let's be honest, we can see certain parts of it that are starting to come together. But like Lee said, that ain't down to coaching, it's down to bringing in different players. So you'd like to think that by buying a new back line, you might be better defensively. But let's look at things one more by what Lucy's saying. And, you know, I did say that comment about, you know, Arteta needs more windows than Microsoft because I think it's true. I didn't see Unai Emery being given six transfer windows and time to have three seasons where he could pick his own side. Apparently he wanted Zaha, they gave him Pepe, he wanted Party and Upamakana. we got David Luiz and Ceballos. That to me ain't backing the manager. But actually, we have been giving this manager some backing before. he wants. He wants every single one of those players. There's only Lacazette and Pepe that he hasn't either signed and given an extension to or signed for the football club. So every other player is his. So there's none of this. He needs more windows. I've heard so many people he needs the window to buy strikers now. Come on, we've got. We've spent 300 or 400 million on our centre forwards in Pepe and Lacazette and Aubameyang, the most expensive free front men in the Premier League, and he can't get them scoring. It's an embarrassment when I look at that. So, I think there are some positives, for sure. But certainly in the final third, I'm not convinced at all.
0: Our goal differences are shambles. Lee, sorry, you wanted to come in. No, no, no. What what I will say is this, right? If Arsenal come fifth and Man United come fourth, I can turn around and go, do you know what? Yeah, because they've got some well-cast players and they've got players in there that, you know, I accept. But when people are saying we're going to come sixth or seventh and giving Mikel Arteta another, uh, you know that's that's fine. When those teams are West Ham, Leicester, and Tottenham, right? Yeah, oh, and Wolves. We're, we're you're telling me that they've got better players than that? So they heck like, you know, what I mean, like we they they shouldn't be, you know, we should not be accepting anything other than that. If you get fourth and it's a it's a close race between us and me, like look, listen, at the end of that beginning of the season. I would have said fifth is what I was looking at in realistic terms because Man United bought Ronaldo, blah blah blah. But Man United are off the rails at the moment. They struggled against Crystal Palace today, night like, you know. Now that people will turn around and go, yeah, well we we drew with Crystal Palace, you know. So f- fair fair th- thing from that. But why 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 look at it? And, and I say this is that a good team with a good mentality goes to Manchester United and they come back without losing that game of football. And that's what worries me, is that we've gone to there, we've played them off the park in the first 20-odd minutes, corner after corner. We went 1-0 up, and then we sat back. Right, I look at that and I go, OK, Man United a good side. They've forced us back on our hill. Did they echo that? Like? Because as soon as it went 1-1, we started playing again. Yeah. The frustration of it all, like, we started taking it to them again. So it's a mental thing. You know what I mean? Now, this is not the first time it's happened, three or four times. So why are we allowing it to continue to happen? Whose fault is that?
4: Well, does the mentality come from the manager? Or I think that's why I always try to figure out. Because I feel like you take on the personality of your manager. And I think, um, like this may, I I know people probably don't want to hear this, but I think the last couple of years of arson being there, he didn't have a strong personality. You could kind of tell he was kind of on the downslope. Unai Emery was never a strong-minded manager. And then you go to Arteta, who I feel like is struggling. This may just be production, projection, but it feels like he's struggling to get buy-in from the older players. And he's always struggled getting them going. And when you don't have that, then it's kind of like people are constantly questioning you and then you don't have buy-in. So I... I tend to think that like even though it's the players if you're telling them either you're telling them to back off and you're telling us in the press that you're not or you're telling them not to and they're not listening both issues are your fault you know if the players are not listening to you then there's something you're not doing right because they're not you know they're not listening to what you're saying so i i don't know it feels like it's coming from Arteta, but then people will say it's the players. But the straw that broke the camel's back for me is people telling me that Thomas Party's a crap player when he's won the Champions League. <laughs> I just, I'm just i not listening to it anymore. I can't hear it. They're not bad players. They're not being coached well. Arteta needs to coach them better, I feel like. That's, I that's where I draw every, my mind. Every
2: team, every team is, uh, I say this on our show all the time, every team is built in the image of the manager, right? And Pep, of course, Pep and Klopp and Conte, um, you know, are on Tuchel or on another level. But when you look at United under Ole, they never had an idea, even though he's a legendary player, they never had an identity. Lampard and Chelsea, he did bits, but they never truly had an identity. And, and Tuchel comes in, look what he does. Even Michael Carrick was able to give them somewhat of an identity over like three games. And I always ask: in two years, what is our identity? What is the personality, the DNA, and the character of this team? I see it in Ramsdale as a player. I see it in Gabriel as a player. I see it in Saka and Mil Smith Rowe as players. Tommy Yasu as players. But as a collective group, as a team, what is our culture and our, our identity? And I feel like sometimes.
1: And I start a play. So if I start a play, what yeah, is it?
3: all over the place. It's we, we used to be a possession based team, but now more so more teams are playing counter attacking football. So we get hit on the counter and then we're screwed and then our heads go down and we just look embarrassed to be there and I feel like when you've got someone like Tuchel on the sideline, you've got Conte like big they, they've got a lot of respect to their name and Arteta doesn't necessarily have that and I do feel like he's lost a lot of the players in the dressing room. They just they don't they don't really stand for him. I feel like it's a very difficult situation, and it's hard to have respect for a guy that when you're three-two down to Man United, you're bringing on Enketa and taking off Abamyang. Like,
1: I mean how... loose defend that for me? How can anyone defend that decision?
3: Look, everyone, else goes, there's it... not a single person who would say that that is. I mean, is it because he thinks we don't have the personnel, or because he genuinely thinks that Enketa could turn things around, or because Abamyang's having such a tough time? It's kind of to show him like, oh, this is what
4: you get for not. I think it was that, more. Luz. I think it was that. I think it was, I'm so sick of you. I'm going to bring on Inketia. I'm gonna humiliate Cause it wasn't, he wasn't yeah. going to humiliate you. Because he wasn't going for the game. If you're going for the game, you take off Tamiasu or you take off a DM and put agree. an attacking mm-hmm. player on. You switch forwards for forwards and then you brought in somebody, two strikers who neither of them are in contract anymore. That to me is a, is a point that he made. But the one thing that I can think of is the move. last time... Exactly. The last time that we won a big game, it was also the last time like that he had senior player buy-in, and that was during the FA Cup run. We have not won another big game under Mikel Arteta, and I think it's because he, he doesn't have buy-in from the big senior players. Like I just have this weird feeling that they don't rate him, and with a young project, if you don't have a manager that the senior players buy into, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. He needs to figure out. And when you go Uh, away from... And that was Emery's Emery's team. Yeah,
0: yeah. That wasn't his team. 100%. I will say this, in his defence, you know, to go to one of those big teams and win is difficult, right? Yeah, it's a tough, tough ask. You're you're saying, like, like, go to to Liverpool. Yeah, they're not going away from home, Jess. I'm I'm talking about away from home. Like, you know, to go to them away from home and get those results. You know, I mean, we beat Chelsea on the away last year. Like, you know, Uh, but it's difficult. Now, and I'll tell you, we beat Chelsea last year away from home when it didn't really matter. Let's be honest, you know what I mean? There weren't the, the pressure on it as, as as it would be if you was to go to Chelsea now. What what I'm saying is, is about this, and and you know people are saying in the chat, oh, is it his fault because Martinelli missed? Well, I'm not saying it's his fault on all of these sort of things, you know what I mean? Like chances are missed and missing all that. What I'm saying is that why did you, as a manager, allow the team for 40 minutes? To drop back when you was one nil down. Now, someone come we up. Did with it against a...
1: Palace, Lee as well? Did it against Palace, Sophie? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, a great, a great point. Someone said a great point. When Arteta was successful and had a good run in the team, it was when the games were being stopped with twenty minutes to go. Do you remember we having the drinks break? Oh, the drinks breaks, yeah. And, and like, so you can imagine if twenty minutes had gone again, he could then get in there and talk to his team, and then he could get them back up again, like you know. But he can't do that now. So there's got to be another way of doing it. You don't allow that to happen. And that was the the frustrating point for me and why I'm really still annoyed about this game is because this was a game, I'm not saying that we should have gone on and won that game, but we had an opportunity not to lose that game of football. And for whatever reason, I don't care about mistakes made by players. I don't care about uh, mischances. because do you know what, in a game of football, players will make mistakes and players will miss chances. It happens every single week. It's what you do and deal with it. And, you know, Russell just said that we need a captain on the pitch. I believe that we do need a captain on the pitch. But whose decision was it to give him the captaincy and whose decision is it to still keep him as captain? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, it's great you, points. You keep blaming other people all the time. It, it stems from one thing manage and manage properly. Four games now. Four games of Bamiang's played poorly, and I'm wishing him every game to play well, don't get me wrong. How many poor poor games did Pepe have before he was
1: out? <laughs> Such a good point. I was just gonna bring that up, Lee. He has five minutes of a bad game. Can you imagine if Pepe would have played as badly as a Bamiyang against Watford and missed the penalty and take the Odegaard goal away? He'd but have been about dumped Balligan out of side. And Martinelli four games uh, later. That's
3: what I'm Arthur trying to Brentford. say is how many good games does Martinelli need to have before he started? Absolutely lose
1: like, But apparently, what, wasn't is... apparently wasn't ready Apparently he wasn't ready I don't understand it I really mm-hmm. don't I've got a couple of super chats That I've got to bring in But I just want to ask Lee Something really quickly If Bamiang's carrying on Playing on Monday uh, Lee And he has a poor game Are you blaming
0: Bamiang Or Arteta or No both? Um, Look if Bamiang plays On Monday night I'll be giving him Every bit of support I possibly can I'm, I'm wishing that it goes If it works Then you know Fantastic If it doesn't then to the manager down to the manager, that, you know, that keeps continuing to play. I'll tell you what, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll tell you what will happen now. Uh, Smith-Rowe's got a slight going injury, so we're leaving him out. Off goes a bamiang to the left-hand side, and he may be playing Martinelli up top or whatever, like, or Martinelli will play, you know, or, or whatever. Somewhere along the line, you make big decisions. And I can tell you something about managers. You can be lucky somewhere along the line because... Last season, it was Smith Rowe coming in at the the right time. That say, you know, something needs to happen that 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 that, that may decide the fate of Aubameyang. It might be that he gets injured, or it might be that you know he, he goes to the left hand side now and he starts doing the business, you know. But I tell you what, someone said to me, you know, the 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 um the Mikel um Arteta brigade that want you to come in like ah oh, yeah, but Aubameyang, you know you. You know, why haven't you played Martinelli? <laughs> um, well, Martinelli can't hold the ball up. No he, hold the ball up but he continues to play in the team. You know what I mean? Don't keep making excuses for it. Say it how it is. You know, say it how it part of his game. Get a Martinelli in now. And, and I'll tell you what I thought he was. That was the shining light for me. On he was the positive one. He? he was Dan, the positive one. Real, real quick, on, I'm
2: I'm in Go the on. chat and I'm chatting with some folks. And this is this has to stop. Like people saying we're just we're just talking because you know one needs to build content. Or why is <laughs> what what's happened today to get everyone so mad? If it's you're not seeing today. what's happening Jesus around Christ. us, if you're not seeing what's happening around us, okay, then and if you you're not like super heightened about tomorrow, then I don't know what to say. But the loss against Manchester United was a massive, massive loss. We should have at least walked away from that game with a point. Just stop this mad. This is what pisses me off about our mm. fan base sometimes. Mm-hmm. Why can't we have a discussion? You agree and you think Arteta's a great manager. Fine. I I perhaps think that we could do better when you see other clubs around the world who replace managers. Jesse March, who was superb um, in his previous position, got, what, 17 games? And he's out at RB Leipzig. The ruthlessness of football. We're lucky. We have... have, um, This is where the owners are, are to be questioned. What do you want? What kind of team do you want? What kind of culture do you want? You can say all you want about Chelsea. Their managerial revolving door has yielded trophy after trophy after trophy after trophy after trophy. Manchester United That's...
3: made the move now because they can. They're still yeah, in exactly. with the shout. Hundred percent. That's my question to the fans that say, like, oh, why you guys love to moan? It's so tough. Why do you not want better for your football club? If you Absolutely. love this club so much. Why do you not want us to win? Why are you so content to go to games every week and watch us play mediocre or just about bang average football? Why do you not want to watch some, like the remarkable stuff that we used to watch back in the day, like that I could only dream of seeing again and and being old enough to remember it properly, like why do you not want that for your club why am i the one that doesn't love the club because i want us to do better well, then, this is the sense.
4: best time this is the best time to start really looking at arteta too because there's Course nothing really stopping him from being successful at this point in my opinion he has his players this team is not crap i was, i stand by that i'm so sorry i think another so manager walks through the door and in two weeks you see them you see a and and those attacking players scoring goals because Quite frankly, you guys, Arteta decided not to play to our attackers' strengths, and that's why we're not scoring goals. The players that he has put, like, in the attack now don't score goals. If we just played on the counterattack and did it well, we'd be banging in goals, but he wants to play like Pep. So that's what we have to suffer through. But this is the perfect time to start really being more critical because he does nothing standing in the way. There's no Ozil to blame. There's no Guendouzi to blame. He has his own back line. He has the Cronkies in his pocket. So there's no better time than now to start really looking at it. It doesn't matter if we're winning or losing games right now. Like, if you don't feel good about Arteta, it's okay to say so. And if you like him, then that's okay. Like, but why can't we have a conversation? It's like, well, you guys should wait to see if we're gonna win the game tomorrow. No, because in the, in the grand scheme, like, it doesn't matter. If you don't feel good about what we're doing, you should say it whether we're winning or losing.
0: Just, just preach, it, preach it, preach it, preach it's it, preach it, just. Listen, I, I've gone up to Manchester this this week. You know, like one of the lucky ones, or, or unlucky, as you say. But at the end of the day, that's my choice, right? And I've gone up, up there, and it, I am annoyed after that game. I'm annoyed. I'm, I'm I am pissed off because Not we've lost all. that game. I'm upset. I'm yeah. I've still it's still bugging me in the way we've lost. When we win. I'll perhaps go over the top as well, guys. When we win, I'll go over the top. We're the best team, sliced bread. Do you know why? Because I'm a bloody supporter, and that's what you do. You know what I mean? So when, so what happens when Arsenal lose? Oh, you better not say. You better not say. You know this or that because you're a bad supporter. Again, people telling you how to support your club. I'm not having it no more. Right? You, you know what I mean? I will moan. Do you know what? I will moan, and I don't care. I'm, I'm fortunate. We're fortunate enough we can moan on here and we've got a little bit of a platform. But if, I've, I've, do you think I didn't moan on the way home after the game on Thursday when there's, there's me and a couple of others in a car? Do you think I didn't moan? Do you think we had the radio on laughing and joking? Like? Of course we moaned. Moaned. And that's out. what you Every do. It was crap. Every this and this and that. Probably went over the top. But that's what you do. That's what fans do. And do you know what? I walked into the hotel room. This is what I said, Right. That's it. I'm done with going to the big games no more. I'm not having it, like, you know what I mean? Kevin phoned me up and said, you're going Everton on Monday. I said, I'm, t- I'm trying to get China sort of saying out now, Kev, like, you know, 20 minutes later, I'm sort of going home, oh, you know. But I thought you said you weren't going. Yeah, yeah, but like, that's what fans do, you know what I mean? Like, 100%. We, we get kicked in the well, and and again.
1: One thing that really bugs me about Arsenal fans is when you question it and say I'm not really convinced by this manager I'll oh, just get beyond the team get beyond the manager Hang on, that's what I've been doing for the the last 35 years. What the hell are you talking about? I go to every home game and every away game I can. Just because I'm questioning the manager doesn't make me a bad fan. Doesn't mean I'm not behind him. Doesn't mean I'm not behind the players. Doesn't mean I'm sitting there every time we score going, oh, that's a shame. He's got another bloody week in the job now (coughs) now that we've won. I want us to go on unbeaten for the rest of the season and win every single competition that we're in. And I don't understand. I played with Fire uh, earlier, or last night, should I say. I went on a platform called Twitter. Um, and uh, decided to put a poll up about Arteta and his job. And we've just done it in the chat. It's been very, very similar to what it was. And then I I, I said, this is an interesting stat. A lot of people are saying the top four isn't good enough. The squad is sorry, isn't good enough for top four. But if we had another manager in, then we would. Then all the Arteta in started clicking. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. And then it flew up to like nearly 80% of how much of a great job he's doing. That's how toxic the fan base are. It's too bitter of a pill to swallow to say that things aren't going right. You can't question the team. That's why so many Arsenal fans sit on a fence. Because they don't want to go one way or the other because they get receive abuse online. I hate it. You no, should you be able to support well, your man. club. You should be able to. If you want Arteta in, then that's fine. If you want Arteta out, then that's fine. We're Arsenal yeah. fans. We debate don't opinion. Wise, well, Back and up I hate your losing opinion. to
2: Man United. I hate losing to Man United. I'm a yeah. fan. Yeah. I don't want to lose to Man United. Two well, teams I never want to lose to ever. At the beginning of the season. Man United and Tottenham. And Tottenham.
3: <laughs> yeah. This no, is the what, thing, guys. Lee, Lee, I know you were saying like obviously about the the fans choosing how you support. People say to me, "Oh, you you moan so much. You may as well just go and support Tottenham if you don't like. It. I would be wrong." I feel like yeah, if, you, if you're that. content with if you're content with watching us lose every week, then go watch Tottenham because you'll really <laughs> like that club over there because they lose every week as well. And I'm not being funny. All these Arteta are in supporters telling me how to support. I had someone say to me the other day in the chat, and they were like, "Oh, um, the negative um, comments, the criticism, it ruins the atmosphere." Do you know what would help the atmosphere? If we were winning games, Absolutely. that's what helps the atmosphere. Not me being pissed off because we conceded a silly goal and. and couldn't uh, score in three open ones. That's not affecting the atmosphere. What's affecting the atmosphere is us losing because the decisions being made off the pitch and on the pitch are the wrong ones. Not me. I'm not the... I'm not the problem, bro. No, you're not the problem. i not the You're not the problem. Harry Maguire,
2: like, penalty decision. If you're not pissed off about that, if, yeah. like, that, that could have been a point. Like, these are the things that we've seen in that game. And in addition to the fact that we had the chance to even get a point, that pissed us off too. Didn't even go to VR. Didn't even go to, like, a review. So, you know, that's mm-hmm. the game that's always going to be... We're going to be measured by these teams. It's okay that to... you beat Norwich. Great. Luckily Burnley
4: lucky, mm-hmm. Man United Spurs are going to beat One those nils. teams and that's why I don't understand. It's like, well, as long as we beat the small teams, well, yeah, we have to do that. We have to do our assignment. They're going to beat them as well. But then also we're telling ourselves that we don't have to even lay a glove on any of the top three teams. They're going to get points against some of those big teams.
1: West Ham already have.
4: Yeah, and that's that's why I don't understand. It's like if you guys want to be close to there, you have to start. The mentality has to be a little bit different. I honestly think this little bit of shakiness started after the Liverpool match because a lot of people convinced themselves that we were going to be closer to them. And we weren't. We were not competitive in that match, really. And that shook our confidence. I think it started then. I really, really do because the lie started there that we didn't even like we didn't lay a glove on them, but then other teams can. And I know it's not that easy. Some teams match up better than others. But we were really off in that game, and that kind of started it. But we don't need to just beat the small teams. We do need to take some points off of the bigger boys. And we're just not competitive in those matches 100%. at all. And you and have to look Man, at that's it. Why,
0: that's why that's we're the all problem. moaning about Man United. Because, yeah. oh, you yes. know, like the Liverpool game, we could accept that because everybody tells you that they're far, far better than us. But Manchester United weren't. So you go to Man United and you get beat. Of course, everybody's going to have the ump. The best thing about... The worst thing about this weekend is we didn't play today. So we could just get it out of our system. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, and, and if we win tomorrow, you know... Listen, we come on here tomorrow night and Arsenal have won. I guarantee not one of us on here have been moaning. Do you know why we won't be moaning? Because we're Arsenal fans and we're happy when we're bloody winning. And that's all it comes down to. And the reason it's we've that got the simple is we didn't win against Manchester United. End of. Uh, yeah, and, and
1: Kevin Campbell always says it down here, winning cures everything. And he is kind of right. Guys, and I've got to bring these super against, chats in because we've got like four of them. And we are I'm so behind on them. Sorry, Soph. Go on, quickly. Go no, on. I
2: was going to say, like, I couldn't celebrate beating Newcastle. I tried. And I said, even on the show, like, I can't get too excited. And then Kev's like, why? Get excited we won because it's Newcastle. If we beat Everton. They haven't won in what, seven, eight games. And I I am the title turn eventually for them too, and I hope it's not tomorrow night.
1: I am with you. And, and when we win, so it has to be a convincing win. Not 1-0 against Norwich, Burnley, Newcastle, Watford. We actually need to convincingly beat these teams, in my opinion, that are below us by a few goals. And it doesn't seem that we can do that. Uh, first super chat we've got. I've got to read these out because we've got quite a few of them. Uh, thank you all for your kind donations. Absolutely amazing. Uh, first of all, from Yeller, he says, "Ollie, rightly so, Ollie still finished 18 points ahead of us last season. Unbelievable, uh, but true. Uh, the other one I'm going to read out, Lee, I'm going to put this one to you. Um, it's from Christopher Leach. Chris, thank you so much. Uh, Arteta's a novice, he says. We've lost to the top four heavily every season. The board don't have the balls to sack him. Lee judges for interim. Do you think that's true? Do the, when do you think the board might say, actually, enough's enough, Mikel?
0: I I, I don't I don't know with this ball. That's where I will question the ball. And I think Russ has said that in in, in the chat. When when will I question the ball? Do you know what I mean? Like listen, they they they're putting a lot of money this season. And I think if they put in like hundred and fifty million and they they end up eight, I'm pretty sure they're not gonna be out there. If they're not, you know what I mean? Like then 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 there's a problem.
4: There there has to be some sort of like I don't I don't think there is. I don't think there's a contingency plan. I think there are in on Mikel Arteta. I think we're very similar yeah. to Man United awesome. in that way awesome. where they went they went deep down the road with Ollie and kept letting him come back from the abyss because it's easier to keep him in than do the right thing. But hmm. there has to be some sort of requirement for him to get better as a manager. And that has to be European qualification at the very least. I mean, we're talking about making the top six. We've stopped. T- top four is like a myth at this point. European qualification has to be the bare minimum standard. And if he's not getting that with this team, we're in trouble. You know. So I feel yeah. like they while we're out of Europe,
1: I just as well this season.
0: We're out of Europe this season. But I will see, say this, and part of me likes this, and I will say that is that they're going to back the manager. As as, I I like that. Arsenal have always done that. Let's not get this, 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 be honest about this. Arsenal have always backed the manager as best they can. (laughs) I kind of like that, that they're going to give him every opportunity to be successful. So also, if then the next manager who's, who's, whoever it's going to be, will be looking at and going, do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give, be given a chance as well. Ryan. So it might make you decide to come to there instead of go to Chelsea because you've got a chance. I do think that there is that with Arsenal. But,
3: Lee, I don't think they're backing him for the right reasons. I don't think they're backing him because they genuinely yeah. believe that he can do something. That's
0: another plan. Right, that is a great, great point, Lucy. What, what, what are they backing him for is a great yeah. point. Is great?
1: Because, I mean, Je- Jess, I want I, you to come back in because I, I, I know oh, you had something else to say. Go on, Jess. The, the
4: only thing I was going to say is that, like, at the end of the day, I just don't understand why we it's not OK to ask yourself if you think he's coaching us well enough. A lot of this project is contingent upon him becoming the manager that they they marketed to us, which is this young generational manager. And I want to ask people in the in the chat box, can you tell me definitively that, you know, that Mikel Arteta is a good manager? Is he a good coach? Can you say yes? Can you honestly say Emory, yes? Emory, Emory Do you think scolded. that he's a good coach? If you can't say yes, then we're in trouble. We Go should on, know Sophie. now.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I was, un- was going to say, why, did, why sure. does
4: he get a
3: pass and Emery was crucified by
0: fans? Thank you. Why can't Thank we you. apply the same
2: exactly. logic?
3: Emery, with a proven track record, who then went on to win another Europa title, <laughs> the, the most successful Europa League manager, and he didn't get backed. But Arteta is invincible in the eyes of our board. It and that is, is because in my eyes, he, they don't have a plan B. Like Jess said, they don't have a contingency plan. So it's, it's not, oh, we believe he can do a good job. It's, ah, we've got to find someone else if he doesn't. And we don't know how to do that because we're in a state. Let's be honest. And the Cronkies, in the Cronkies
1: haven't got themselves an exit strategy, let alone the manager. Luce, I want to bring you this one to you. Uh, this is from DNYG. Thank you for your kind donation. Arsenal needs a better striker. Will it be difficult to attract the right replacement without any Champions League football to offer? Love the content, Lee. Thank you, DNYG. Luce, over to you.
3: It's always going to be difficult without the possibility of a European title because... Uh, good players want to win titles. That's just the be-all and end-all of it. You're not going to come to a club if you don't see any ambition. It's like back in the day, we all had a go at Robin van Persie because he left to join Man United. What did he do? He left and he went and won a title. You can't blame Mm. players for wanting to win things. And that's why I I can't give respect to Harry Kane, despite the fact that he's a good footballer. He clearly has no ambition, so I don't want him at Arsenal. Mm. That's the be-all and end-all. So, yes, Uh, do 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 you need... Sorry, do you need Champions League football in order to attract good players? Not necessarily, but you need some sort of ambition. And I don't think our board and our club has enough ambition to do so.
1: Before I bring Sophie in, because I've got a great super chat for Sophie to answer. um, Mm -hmm. Do you feel, Luce, that it's Aubameyang, Lacazette, Pepe, Eddie, Balogun that we should be looking at? Or is it that Arteta hasn't got the best out of these strikers? Because people are saying, we need strikers, everything will be fine once we get strikers. My fear is, Lucy, that we'll get strikers in and we'll play this same style of football where they can't score goals.
3: Um, I think it's both, honestly. I think Arteta has a, a superiority complex with these group of players and Aubameyang mentally is just not there. He's not been the same player for a while. He obviously just doesn't want to be there. And whether the captaincy taking that away from him would cause too much friction, that it would cause more issues is maybe the reason why he still has it. I don't know. But Bamayang is definitely not pulling his weight. And to that I say then just go. Um I'm not interested in having players who aren't interested in playing for the club and playing for the shirt. So at this point, I, I love Lacazette. I think his work rate is amazing, but I feel like the frustration that he has with Arteta for constantly dropping him and playing Aubameyang and the same with Martinelli, like it's an ongoing situation that is kind of down to the Aubameyang thing. And until that's sorted out, then I don't really know what's going to happen, to be honest.
1: Fair enough, Luce. Um, the final couple of super chats I've got uh, one from Chris saying Arteta should be managing older shot, not Arsenal. But <laughs> Soph, I've got to give this one to you. It's from Lucy's father, good friend of the show, Guna Russ. <laughs> Russ <laughs> has asked, and I'm going to put this one to you, Sophie. He's not asked you this, but I'm going to put it to you. Russ has said, if it's not the Kronky's fault, then why has he not sacked Mikel Arteta? Sophie.
2: Because they've invested too much. They're not going to sack him now when he should be sacked is if we don't qualify for Europe. Last season, Arteta broke every Arsenal record for all the wrong reasons. And everyone said that he deserved to have another window where he would be able to assemble his own team, right? And he showed ruthlessness in January. Edu showed ruthlessness in January, one of our best windows ever, getting rid of the toxicity. But let's be honest, we got rid of those players for free. We had to give them away. Nobody wanted to buy them. Xhaka, for example, coming off a Euro 2020 campaign where he was one of the best players in the tournament, could not sell him for the value we wanted. What makes us think we're going to be able to sell him on for the value that we want next summer? Right. So we make all these terrible, terrible decisions. But the owners don't pick the team. The owners don't pick the formation. The owners don't make the subs. And that is why... Right now, it's on the manager and the players. Both of them together have to figure out a way. If we do not qualify for Europe, he cannot still be Arsenal Football Club manager. He just can't. And it's not because we can win a European trophy, Dan. It's the players that we can attract by having European football. Without European football, we stay in the same place and we don't move forward as a club.
1: Great points. Jess, what's your po- What's your thoughts on that, mate?
4: Um, I mean i think that we all know i feel like i'm not going to speak for everybody i don't i think it is their fault that they hired him in the first place i don't think a rebuild necessarily requires a manager that's never managed before i would say it requires the opposite to rebuild you probably need somebody that's been there before and we chose somebody that's never done it before and so Mm. i don't necessarily feel like he was the right answer to begin with in regards to like you know how much blame goes where. This has always been my issue with the Cronkies is they've always spent money. You know, it's a myth that they've never put, they've never spent any money. It may not have been out of their pocket, but they've released funds through Arsenal to get players in. And we've just never had the right people in charge to make the right decisions. Our DOFs and the executives and the managers have never been the right people. So it is their fault that they don't hire well. That's a part of your business. You're not a a well-run business if you don't hire the right people. But in the grand scheme, like Arteta, just it is on him. I just feel we just do a lot of player blaming. And when you look at Obami, and he's 32 years old, you could say that he fell off the age cliff, but he's an excellent athlete. And I see other 31 year olds, 32 year olds, 35 year olds still playing very well, you know. So I don't necessarily know if I believe that all these players are just playing bad and it doesn't have anything to do with Arteta. So for me, I just feel like if you look at the timeline, the minute a fell off was the minute that we stopped playing to his strengths. And when you do that, can you really expect somebody to play well if you're not playing to their strengths, especially a 32 year old that's been around the block? You know, so Mm -hmm. I don't know. And I know that people are in the chat box saying like, wait until the end of the season. Again, (laughs) I'm 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 critically patient. You know, but I'm still gonna say how I feel in the moment, even though 100%. I still am leaving room for things to change. Do I believe that they're going to? Not necessarily. I'm not seeing very many signs that I feel like he's gonna turn. We're we're gonna be in the top four and really be kicking and scoring a lot of goals. But I'm open to that changing. But I'm being critical at the moment, and I just don't see it. And I think we do a lot of player blaming. And you gotta look at it. I mean, Arteta's making mistakes. You know and you should expect it because he's never done this job before so then it goes back to why have we hired a manager that's never done it before once you expect somebody who's inexperienced to be pretty poor at their job yeah whenever you've been hired for a new job and you don't know what you're doing you're pretty crap at it so why would we expect anything different from arteta it's whether or not he can improve quick enough you know for us to see the improvements that we should see and i'm not really seeing it but hey that's just me you know? They've invested on, in him, though,
2: this season. They've invested in him this season and they've gone for youth. We, we there's, a, there's a reason why we signed the plays we did. We can't attract world-class players. We can't attract players because we don't have European football. They're going to ride the Arteta wave to the end of the season. They're going to give him the opportunity to get us back into Europe. If he fails to do that, he's got to go. If he doesn't, shame on the owners because then you know the ambition of this club. Truly, if we fail to qualify for Europe, and here's the other thing too. That I'm afraid of. If we win another domestic cup, which I would love. I love winning silverware. I'd love yeah, the league cup. haven't won it till 1993. They're going to sell us what they did under Wenger. Those, those FA Cups. We've got a team that's good enough to challenge for the Premier League next season. We've got a team that's good enough to go, go for it and be competitive in the Premier League. And we all know that that is not going to be the case. So we're damned if we do. We're damned if we don't. But if we don't make Europe and they don't sack him, shame on the Cronkies.
1: Lee, let me bring you in and I'm going to ask you all a question before we kind of come to a close because that hour has absolutely flown by. Um, Got a super chat from Chris again. Thank you, Chris. It says, uh, Lee, Arsenal are not a football club anymore. They're the highest gate. What for? Any fan that backs the board and the manager? Don't understand the beautiful game. Let's be real about stuffy because we have been fairly negative at times tonight about what we're seeing, and yeah. that's fair yeah. enough for us to be negative because that's our opinions. But Lee, I want to bring you on on the on the last final p- thoughts before we go into uh, the final question, mate.
0: What that? Do you listen, think? I, listen. With all the moaning and garrion, we God. ain't far off where we want to be. You know what I mean? Like if we beat Everton, we're one yeah. point off the of top four, so we, we we've got to say, you know, so we exactly second yeah. manager. At, the, at this moment in time, is a little bit asked to say. You know, what I mean, what we're saying is we've we put out points to say what what he's got to improve on, and Mike he's got to do it, and he's got he's got a, a run of games now where where they're very very winnable, and to take the pressure off. Now, what I'm saying about Mikel Arteta, these the, three games are always going to be difficult. Man United you know, was going to be tough. Everton was always going to be tough. But what he would have done if he gets the results and positive results. He is he, The pressure will come off of him Now I said before oh, these three games If you remember rightly Dan You said to me What do you reckon we should get out of this I'd say seven points yes. Right yes. So if we beat Evan We get six So one point away from what that Isn't a total disaster If he then goes on And wins three or four games Now If he does that And as what we're all saying If he doesn't get You know um, Europe He's got to be sacked At this moment in time He's on course for that So I don't think we should be saying The, the sack word to him At this moment in time what I will say is, if he loses this game against Everton and then loses, perhaps a, you know, a Southampton or or a West Ham down the line, we are slipping slipping down that thing. And then I don't think we're going to get Europe. And I think then that then then that word should be mentioned. But at this moment in time, we're still in with a chance of doing well, and that is why this game. I think Sophie said it earlier on in the programme is a massive game. It's not just a massive game for Arsenal, it is a massive game for our coach and his man and the manager. Now if I'm on the board, I'm I'm saying like, you know, at least get Europe. If it doesn't look like he's getting Europe, he's got to go. Now Tottenham, you know, whether you like it or whether you don't, they got rid of um, Nuno because one, they never thought they was going to get top four or even Europe and they got rid. Like, you know, Manchester United didn't get rid of Ollie because they didn't think he was going to get fourth. They got rid of him because they weren't going to win the title because that was their ambition. You know what is the ambition of Arsenal? If they're gonna if, they, if if Arsenal end up sixth or seventh again and they don't sack the manager, there's your ambition. You can have Josh Cronkey going there about this and that and opening his mouth. You know what I mean? The, the facts are you've come eighth again and you're doing nothing about it. That's the fact. So why we're in with a chance, I'm still going to back Mikel. I'm still going to bloody criticise because I'm, I'm pissed off at him at this moment in time. But I'm going to back him because I still think we go to Everton and win because do you know what? I think we've got good players. I don't care whatever other people say at the end of the day. Smith, Rowan Saka, the two best young, youngsters in, in the Premier League. I don't care what anybody at their age. You can talk about your Greenwoods, you can talk about that. They're not in the class of them two there. We've got a good back four. Tommy Asu, by the way, was superb on yeah. on, on, on Thursday. Ronaldo tried to get through him three or four times with all these little uh, dummies and things like that. Didn't get past him once. So we have got, some, we have improved certainly in, in, in places. Um, and we've got Granit Xhaka to come back. I'll leave you with that one.
1: Oh, don't. That's a way to end it, isn't it? Uh, guys, I'm going to go around. I'm going to let, let lead judges have the last word, but I'm going to go around to you all. Um, what is a good enough kind of um, end to the season for Arsenal, for Mikel Arteta, for you to turn around and say, Mikel Arteta, you've done a great job, well played. Lucy, let's start with you. What do you think would be a good job for Mikel Arteta to keep his job this season?
3: Um, I would say, considering I believe that we're still a work in progress and we've got a long way to go, that sixth would be acceptable for this season. Um, Europa League in sixth place, big six, whatever you want to say. Like I feel like that would be sort of a, a well-rounded end to a very inconsistent season. Um, but it's got to be, it's got to improve from there. The consistency needs to improve, and we need to have something um, a little bit more potential, a little bit more hope, something a little bit more to get excited about.
1: Fair play. Uh, let's come to you, Jess. What do you think?
4: Um, I guess from a like a results standpoint, I would say top six, um, because that would mean that Arteta has beat one of Conte, Ragnick, or Moyes to that sixth spot. There's seven teams up there and there's some straggling behind he's going to have to beat one of them out. That's going to be very difficult for him to do. So if he does do it, um, then that means that he's done something right. And then from a kind of like a micro level, I would like to see us go out and pressure teams, get the early goal and not sink back into our hole. We've done that against maybe five teams already. And it's cost us. I would like to see a little bit more attacking threat, even with the players that we have. I just don't think they're so bad that they can't attack at all. And um yeah, those are the main things that I'd want to see. But that scoring goals and then conceding all possession for the next third 40 minutes, not playing until we go behind, that stuff kind of needs to be cut out. And I think that that's an Arteta thing. And um, that's what I would like to see. But yeah, top six, because that would mean that he knocks somebody good out of that out of that sixth spot. You know, So I think that that would be good enough.
1: Okay, So let's come to you.
4: At the start
2: of the season, I just wanted consistency and competitiveness just to rebuild the Arsenal in the Premier League. No eighth finish. Let's compete. African Cup of Nations, if it goes forward with everything going on in the world, um, is going to have a massive effect. We have every team, every manager is going to get an opportunity because you're going to lose some top-tier players to that competition. And that is going to have a massive effect in January and early February. Look what's happened to the Euros. Players coming back. England players exhausted, not in form. You know, probably... Uh, there's probably one England player that's come back that is, is, is playing decent football so far this season. So that is a silver lining for our team and it's going to be the same for every other team. If we win a domestic trophy, I think that's good. But for the same caveat, as long as we build on that, right, we have to get back into Europe. I don't care if it's through the FA Cup, the League Cup qualifying. We have to be back in Europe. That's the goal. If we do not get back into Europe, I can't see how this manager keeps his job.
1: Fair play. Uh, Lee, I'm going to come to you last. I'm going to have my say first. Uh, This is going to be different to a lot of you and a lot of people are going to throw abuse at me, but I don't care. I'm going to say what I feel. I believe top four is a good job for Mikel Arteta. Um, I don't think coming sixth out of Europe is a good job because it means that West Ham or Spurs have finished above us uh, as well as Manchester United. And that for me is poor when I look at their squad compared to ours. we spent 150 million. We've got no European football. We come six points off fourth last year. And if we don't come... uh, fourth this year, I don't think that he's done a fantastic job in my opinion, I think he's done a a job that he was expected to do when being outside of Europe so fourth place for me would allow me to say do you know what, we've shown a massive amount of progress. we're back into the Champions League, we still have three teams finishing above us but let's be honest they're three of the best teams in the world at the moment but fourth place for me would be a good season for Mikel Arteta's Arsenal side Lee Judges, final say, over to you
0: If he comes fourth it's a fantastic job I will clap him and say that is a fantastic job. If he comes fifth and and wins, say, the League Cup, it's acceptable. Anything other than that, bye-bye.
1: Fair enough. I think it's. I think that's fair. I don't think you'll get anybody, to be honest, uh, saying that that is not the case. If you come out of European football and you do not qualify for it when you do not have any midweek games, I don't see how you can keep your job. Uh, guys, I've really enjoyed this tonight. I think it's been good therapy and I think it's needed. Um, it's something that was... On the cards for a while, to be honest, because this is going to probably happen again uh, at some point throughout the season where we have this discussion, depending on results, I'm sure. Uh, Jess, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you?
4: Yeah, you guys, you can just uh, follow me on Twitter at she Knows Arsenal, And then if you go on YouTube, just type in she Knows Arsenal and you'll see my face and you can watch me talk more about Arsenal there. Thank you for having me.
1: You are welcome. And who would not want to see more of the beautiful face of Jess. Get yourself over there to subscribe to Jess's channel. She knows Arsenal. Uh, Lucy, likewise, thank you so much, darling, for coming on. Where can people find you on social media?
3: So I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Luce, T-B-H, that's L-U-C-E-T-B-H. And I'm often on Highbury Squad as well with Sophie and obviously the Judges TV to have a run. Brilliant. We love it.
1: Yeah, we do love your rants, Lewis, and thanks so much for your contribution this evening. Sophie, as always, thank you so much for coming on again. Absolutely love podcasting with you. Um, please tell people where they can follow you and how they can view your contact at the Hybrid Squad.
2: Yep, find us at Hybrid Squad across all YouTube channels. And tomorrow morning, I'm on Sky Sport early kickoff, uh, where hopefully Ooh. I will be... Uh, um, I'll be standing up for our club, but I'll also be honest. But check it out and uh, I'll be there. And, of course, uh, one Kevin Campbell, Super Kevin Campbell, also on at Highbury Squad as well. So uh, check us out there. Thank you so much for having us. And you know what, everyone in chat, we may agree or disagree, but it's all for the love of the Arsenal. Thank you for listening.
1: Absolutely. Sophie, thank you for your contribution. Uh guys, we're just about to wrap up, but before we do go, I must let you know about tomorrow evening, seven PM live, we are doing our first watch along for the Arsenal versus Everton game. It should be a cracker, it should be a good uh, a good first for the channel and we'll hopefully bring you some more uh as the games go on throughout the season. So please be sure to set a reminder. Seven o'clock tomorrow night, Lee Judges TV, Arsenal versus Everton. Watch it along with us and uh, and see how we can hopefully get three points for the Arsenal lee judges thank you sir
0: um girls thanks to the girls for participating in the girls night in and and joining the chat all very very good you know um check out Jess she had makeup on, the, didn't have makeup on the other day, still very nice. And obviously, Lucy's my favourite. I've seen Lucy for a while. And of course, you can't oh, beat Lucy as a host. And, and the hybrid squad is probably the best, I think, the best podcast game. Like, you know what I mean? It's absolutely fantastic. So check them all out. All, and, and I, um, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the time that you give me So and the channel. And uh, I know I speak from. On behalf of myself and uh, Dan and uh, Skeginess Day for that as well. What
2: else, Super Dan.
1: <laughs> Thank you all so, so much. Thanks, everybody, in the chat as well. Great interaction tonight. Fantastic polls, over 850 of you at one stage watching live. Fantastic numbers. Great to see you all. And until then, we'll see you next time. Get yourself over tomorrow night. Lee Judges TV at 7. We will see you all then. Good night. God bless.